Blog Talk Radio. A council on the future of education. Fire, frustration, and discord are burning in every city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Council on the Future of Education. We're using some new technology here, and oh man. As much as I love technology, it can uh, it can really give you a headache. We're on Blog Talk Radio now, which is a uh, a great great system. We're really hoping to have a nice long relationship with this group. But you'll be able to find us uh, in all sorts of places now, not only on iTunes, on BlogTalkRadio.com, and on our website, but we'll be uh, we'll be all over the place. So that's that, that's really exciting for the Council on the Future of Education. Today we're talking about textbooks. And we're talking about reasons why it's time to probably end the reign of these uh, silly, I hate to say silly, but they really are pretty silly uh, textbooks. And um, I brought a friend of mine on with me here, Ms. Rebecca Kennedy. And um, hi, Rebecca, you with us? Yes, I am. Hi. How are you? All right. Hi. Doing great. And um, Rebecca is is a uh, Previously teacher and now uh, entrepreneur, she works with E3 Modern Learning, and um, she and I have some uh, equal opinions on the idea of these textbooks. Um, you know, to, to get things started, I, I just want to mention here about the fact that you know the Council on the Future of Education uh, has a website, edufuture underscore us, or I'm sorry, dot us. Um, but we we talk about the need for change in education. We're still stuck in this industrial revolution style of education, and we are so far beyond that now that we really need to get to a point where uh, we're looking at, at some at some radical, even though there really shouldn't be radical at this point, but some radical changes. And one of these really has to be the textbook. Um, it's it's an archaic concept. It's um, there are so many things that are ridiculous about it, from the cost uh, to the fact that, that most of them are, are not updatable unless you buy the book again, um, to the fact that we're, that we're hijacked by these big monopoly companies um, to pretty much teach whatever they write. I know I'm sure a lot of you remember not so long ago with the uh, controversy in Texas where they were who happens to be one of the biggest uh, purchasers of textbooks because of the size of the state and whatnot. Um, and they were pretty much uh, dictating history uh, to be put into these textbooks. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of reasons why we need to get rid of these things and let our teachers just breathe and be able to be the teachers that they, that they went into school to be. What are your thoughts, Rebecca? I agree 100%. Working with, um, especially when you mention the like outdated it's an outdated system that we want to so it needs we need to teach the kids the 21st century not of not of like you said the industrial revolution and a couple I have tutored with students for many years a couple of the drawbacks I see with the textbooks kids that are reading below level or above level they're not able to differentiate the the content so sometimes it's kids struggle with even learning the material. When I have to take it home, so that is when you have when we do more open open source. There's a ways to modify it, modify it easier as well. So, and I think you're right on the cost as well. It's um because then when I've I've been in classrooms and it's crazy that you these textbooks don't you just do word for word. They almost tell you what exactly to say. And I think teachers should be able to just like you said, be in the, let them you know 
have let them take ownership of the classroom and let them kind of be more coaches, though, also. I think textbooks are back in the industrial revolution of, you know, standing up, teachers are talking, instead of the teachers, they're more to guide the students. Absolutely. Absolutely. I could not agree more. And and that's that's sort of the interesting thing about the idea of the textbook is we have so many resources out there now on the Internet that, that we should really be able to, to be more current on content and to be able to get a lot of these things without costing us thousands and thousands of dollars. One, one adoption um, for a small school district, we're talking 2,000 kids, but one adoption cost them almost half a million dollars for just one subject, and we teach five and six subjects. So, I mean, the cost is just astronomical. Um, and it really does get these teachers stuck into this wash, rinse, dry, repeat cycle, which is what I talk about a lot in my book. And uh, when I when I do pre- presentations on the Future Ready Challenge, you know, we get stuck with having to go chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. And we end up getting stuck in this cycle where if you took the textbook away, it's almost like you're taking away the, the, the right arm of the teacher. They, they, they've lost the ability to teach without the textbook. It becomes actually their curriculum where they don't have their own curriculum. Their textbook becomes the curriculum, and that's just devastating because – that basically just turns everything in, into an automatron. And, you know, when we talk about futurism, which we do a lot, obviously, on the council, um, you know, we, we, we like to think about what has technology done or what's it going to do in the near future to education. And a lot of times we come up with, 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 with the idea of if it can be done by technology, chances are it will be done by technology. So, if I can, if I can create a, a, a virtual reality, augmented reality experience with maybe a little AI computer um, enhancement in there, and the, the student can be can be looking at a worksheet on their on their Chromebook or, or, or laptop, and um, can be have questions shot at them and they can answer them factually or not factually and then they can get the next question and so it sounds like a study island type of thing and there's a reason why it's called study island it's an island you're by yourself you're alone Um, but with all that being said if a technology can make those changes and become a teacher it's going to happen so where's the teaching part of it and that's where we really have to start getting away from this idea of you know, if the, if it's in the book, we have to do it because you're the teachers, you're the facilitators of the knowledge. You've got to help kids find the information and the resources. Seek it out, look for it on the internet, because at the end of the day, that's going to be the lesson that they learn. Not only the content that they're teaching, but how to get to those resources. That's a huge digital aid skill that's very important. Rebecca, what are your thoughts on that one? I am uh, exactly right. And I think some teachers have, are going to have a hard time with this, the ones that are micromanaged, because truly the students should be the drivers of their learning, and that means they need, to, they need to be diving in. They need to figure out what works, what doesn't, because that's what, because of the technology era, basic information they can search now. They're going to have to, be, going to, have to teach them two skills in research with Sean, um, with their higher level, think critical thinking, like for example, coding. I think coding should replace cursive. That's a whole other. That's a whole other podcast in itself. Um, sure. And then, and then also, we never, we never really. T- well, they actually, before I say that, when he talks about uh, 
one of my quotes actually is by Margaret Mead. Children must be taught how to think, not what to think. And textbooks teach them what to think. And if we do more project-based learning, more also, you're going to learn those soft skills that researchers really start to say that's where the millennials are lacking is soft skills. And when you do project-based learning, kids are going to get those more soft skills, how to collaborate with their peers. So I think the textbooks will take away. I think textbooks is a resource, not doesn't need to be the whole, you know, only, I think that's, you know, it used to be, you know, the big companies, you use this and that was it. You know, you didn't Absolutely. bring in another outside, and you can bring in outside, because then you get a difference at your curriculum and meet the needs of, because every year I've been in the classroom, you know, every year you can have a one class that's more math. You just always have different kids every year. And so, you know, that way you can kind of change it up when you need to as well. Absolutely. This is a podcast here with the uh, Council on the Future of Education. We're talking with uh, Ms. Kennedy, who's with uh, E3 Modern Learning. Um, yeah, but here's the thing about textbooks that, that we have to give some obvious credence to. It is an important resource, and we understand that, and, and I understand that. And I understand that there's going to be times that, that we need a textbook, especially look at literature. I mean, obviously, we need, we need the ability for kids to be able to read the same thing if they're going to discuss it and things like that. Um, but there's other options out there. Right. And, and, and again, if we're talking about personalized learning, don't we have to be able to look at that literature and look at the worksheets that we're handing out and all those different things and personalize it down to the student? I've said it once, I've said it a million times. We're no longer teaching one class of 30 students. We're teaching 30 classes of one student, and that makes a big difference. Um, here's another another thing that that, yeah, that we're working on that I completely find really cool. It's this website called CK12, and 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 I'm trying to push to use it here because it's completely free to use. Um, it's not going anywhere, and basically it's design your own textbook. Uh, now, obviously, if you're not a one-on-one -on -one school, this could be tricky, or you know, if, if you've got some sort of devices, this could be a really great alternative, because basically what you do is you go onto this, onto this system, CK12, and you can pick and choose chapters, redesign chapters, move chapters around to fit your curriculum. Again, not the textbook curriculum, your curriculum. And then you can create this text that fits what you're looking to teach when you're looking to teach it. Then you can go and you can add your own resources to it. You can add your own videos, audios, uh, articles that you find out on, out on the web and you want to just drop it in. You can actually create your own perfect textbook online that you could use at any time with absolutely no cost. Why are we spending millions of dollars on these big companies that pretty much dictate right. what we're supposed to be learning whenever they don't, they're just out to make money, let's face it. Um, so and so I, why right not look at these that. type of things? Go ahead. I do want to bring up the cost. If I, I didn't mean to interrupt. This is one of, my, one of my pain points as an entrepreneur is on, being a lot of teachers have created, they've, already, they've created a lot of different things they use in the classroom, but we're so, some, especially where I live in Nebraska, we're getting, you know, back, we're getting to be more progressive, but they're really into the textbook, the the big, the big, you know, the big corporations that have been around for, that's all they know, but there's a lot of small companies, a lot of entrepreneurship, ed tech coming into the, into this ecosystem, and they, they have a passion for what they're doing, like I do, 
I don't want to. I want to help kids. I want to help. I believe every kid should have the same same learning opportunities as their peers. And I'm not out to make. If you look at the numbers, I'm not out to make a billion dollars. Make have a billion dollar company. I'm out to make it affordable and so every child has the same curriculum. And I'll honestly, I'll tell you what, it's amazing when I subbed in all these different school districts and how the resources are not the same. So No, absolutely. They're, they're all, not the same. And I think it's because, like you said, the cost. But if we let these small companies, you know, these new companies come in, they're not in it to be, you know, the bottom line isn't, the bottom line is a student's data, not their, not their bottom line. Absolutely, and that's that's where these big monopoly companies just really run roughshod over schools. Um, open education resources, I'm really looking forward to seeing how these type of groups are going to um, put, hopefully put a dent in, into these big companies. Uh, OpenStax, like I said, CK12, there's, there's a lot of great resources out there. Why, why spend the millions and millions on companies that honestly you're not going to get updated? And on top of that, who knows what, the, what, what person has purchased the, the history of our, of our United States like, like we saw back uh, with the Texas controversy. Um, it's, it's, just, it's just not worth it. And the thing is, as a teacher, and you know, I was, before I was a principal, I was a teacher of, of, of 10 years, um, I enjoy teaching. I don't want to be, right. become a, a wash, wrist, dry, repeat teacher where I have to, you know, they walk in, they, they, they do the bell ringer, they check the homework, we do the new content, we put out another worksheet, we check that worksheet, we get the new homework, we go home, we wash, rinse, dry, repeat. We That's do the like same thing every single day. That's the factory style. That's, and it's so boring. Like, like, why would a teacher want to do that to themselves? You know, teachers, here's what I'm telling you, and I'm a principal, so um, it could be a little dangerous, but here's, here's my opinion. Close the door. It's you and your students. Do what you know is right. No matter what's going on at the big picture, state, district level, whatever, close the door. It's you and them, and teach the way you love and what you went into teaching for a reason. Do it. Get out of that textbook and get into being creative, doing some projects, doing some makerspace things. Get excited about teaching again because those those people that are stuck in the textbooks, it, that's not fun. It's not fun for you. It's not fun for the kids. Think back even when you were in school. Like when I was in school, I remember an experience. It was a simulation of a colonial day. We had to dress like colonial kids. We got we got punished like colonial kids. It was a lot of fun. It was a really great experience. I remember that 40-some years later. However, I guarantee you I could not remember the most exciting worksheet I ever had when I was in elementary school or middle school. You know, it, it, it sounds silly to say, do you remember your favorite worksheet? Oh, yeah, I remember that one yeah. that had like 50 yeah. computations on it. No, nobody remembers that stuff because it's not they interesting. They don't retain the information. And they're not retaining the Absolutely. They're not, they're not excited about moving, learning. They're just doing what, especially worksheets are based on number, you know, what, the even and odd. You don't really need to understand the material. You just need to know how to do number one because then you can answer number two. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of um, they're, they're, they're not – because I don't want to teach mastery, and textbooks don't really allow for teaching mastery. Um, it teaches more just to memorize. And I will admit Absolutely. I've learned more. I was, a dec- I was a good student, and I've learned more my being a uh, tutor because I've done almost every subject because I've had a – 
I learned most more than I probably did in high school, or or maybe I should say I remember, because <laughs> I was there learning, you go. I, I'm learning now to when kids teach kids should be the drivers of the learning, and textbooks don't allow that. Um, I, that is one thing that yeah, it's and I, like you said, the cost. There's so many Absolutely. more different. Um, it's kids that are uh, one thing I do like about online. Also, though, even if it is a textbook, but you can differentiate instruction for each student. You know, if you have the high, middle, you know, the low kids, but also kids that are dyslexic, you can change the font of the screen. Well, you can't do that on any other, you know, on a normal textbook. So kids that Absolutely. are dyslexic have a challenge Very true. with reading that. Right. Well, hey, you know, thank you so much for coming on, Rebecca. And uh, again, she works with. It is E3 Modern Learning, and um, we are the Council on the Future of Education. And I would like to say thank you, everybody, for listening. And hopefully, we'll have another show up here in a week. The Council on the Future of Education tries to do a different topic every week. I'm not sure what the one next week is, but go to our website and check it out at www.edufuture.us. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, edufuture underscore us. And um, we will be um, working on this new podcast series here on Blog Talk Radio, and we really appreciate Blog Talk Radio uh, for this system. It's, it's, it's pretty cool, and hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll get better and better as we go along here. So this is Rob Furman saying thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, and this is the Council on the Future of Education. The Council on the Future of Education. Fire, frustration, and discord are burning in every city.